is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to Rotary Matters. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. We call the programme Rotary Matters because, as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Rotary is a worldwide organisation set up over 100 years ago to foster the ideal of service as a basis of worthy enterprise. Around the world there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries. Here in Australia we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs and another 270 clubs over in New Zealand. Here in the Triple H catchment area, we have 10 Rotary Clubs, though as the signal does go beyond Hornsby and Coringai, this number is certainly higher. Most clubs meet once a week and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you're going to find Rotarians fighting disease, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Locally, you might see Rotarians gathering and distributing gifts at Christmas to the housebound elderly. You might meet a student here on exchange from overseas, attending a local school and staying with a local family. Or Rotarians running a fundraising event focused on sending emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. There are so many ways that Rotary works, usually behind the scenes but making a big difference. Rotary Matters puts the spotlight on some of these projects, achievements and people. And that's what's happening today. Today, we're going to learn about the Rotary Inspirational Women's Awards, a Rotary programme dedicated to recognising and acknowledging the achievements of women who best exemplify Rotary's motto of service above self, i.e. the community service that an individual performs above and beyond their normal role. We're going to learn about the programme to hear some inspirational stories and we're going to meet two dedicated Rotarians who are with me in the studio this afternoon Sue Hayward and Ray Ann Medforth. I think you'll enjoy their story and you're going to meet Sue and Ray Ann in a few minutes. We hope this is going to inspire you to dig a bit deeper to find out more about the causes that Rotary supports and to consider getting involved. I'm looking forward very much to this conversation, but... Beatles there with Penny Lane. Uh, welcome back. It's Ian Stewart. It's tr- uh, Triple H 100.1 FM. You're on Rotary Matters. We're talking now with Sue Hayward, who is governor of a very large Rotary district south of the harbour, and with Ray Ann Medforth, who is chair of the Rotary Inspirational Women's Awards. Also with me in the studio, my colleague, learned colleague, Peter Crawley from Taramara Rotary, who's going to help me with some of the questions this afternoon. Good afternoon, Ian. Nice to see you. Welcome to uh, Sue and welcome to Rayanne. Good afternoon, Ian. Fantastic. So, Rayanne, let's go to you first. Let's call it REWA, which is the sort of shorthand for Rotary Inspiration mm-hmm. Women's Awards. Um, tell us, why is it needed? One of the key issues that we've found is that a lot of people still don't know that women can be members of Rotary. Uh, so one of the things is we like to highlight uh, Rotarians in outside our Rotary clubs. But what the awards do is actually recognise those women in the community who amplify the service above self, who are working for their community and continue to uh, shine, but often under the radar. So the awards actually provide an opportunity for those people or those women who have been serving their communities have had not been recognised to be recognised as part of these awards. So it's outside of their day-to-day professional life. It's work that they would do in the community, probably. Yes. That is, uh, is exceptional. 
and that has caught your attention. Yes, that's right. And uh, I suppose one of the other issues that we, we like to draw attention to is the fact that the number of women who actually are members of Rotary is not a great percentage. Uh, so Do you know what it is? It's about 27%. Mm-hmm. And so what we would like to see is more women in Rotary and we see these awards as an opportunity to recognise women in the community um, but also show the community what Rotary does uh, more broadly. So, Sue Hayward, um, when did it all begin? And Do you know who actually started the REWA? I don't know exactly who started REWA. I would imagine it was a very innovative woman, but that may not be the case because <laughs> <laughs> we do have innovative men in Rotary, of course, as well. But it's been going for several years. It was a little bit hit and miss, a little bit intermittent in the beginning, but over the past three years it's been running very successfully in in the Rotary District, 9675 South of the Harbour. The awards actually um, encompass the whole of New South Wales, though. It's not just for this particular district. What about other states? Have they picked it up as well? Not yet, not but yet. it's something that may happen in the future. So you'll have yes. the blueprint that they can follow? Yes, exactly. The shoulders on which they can stand? Exactly, yes. And perhaps internationally as well? Well, I don't know. We haven't actually thought that far forward. You're very innovative, man, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, so we've been running it quite strongly, and we've had um, we've had entries and nominations from all over the state over the past three years. It's been great to see it grow. So, Sue, where do you get the nominations from? They come from the community. Anyone can nominate. Um, I have to say that you cannot nominate a Rotarian. So ah. it's for people outside of Rotary. Right. One of our tenants, as you know, in Rotary is service above self. So we expect all Rotarians to work in their community. So have you had anyone resign so they can be nominated? <laughs> no, no, we haven't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they come from uh, obviously Rotary clubs. They come from the CWA. They come from other women's networks and other general networks. CWA, Country Women's Association. Country Women's Association, mm-hmm. all, sorts of, all sorts of different organisations. Do you have to forward. be a woman to nominate? No. Right. No, no. So do you know what percentage are nominated by men or nominated by women? Don't know. I don't know whether Raylene, Rayanne knows that. I'm not sure. But um. there, I mean, last year, I would say there was a, a reasonable mix. Um, a lot of the ones that come, came from Rotary Clubs were often, uh, often from men. Uh, but it just depends. Um, often a club so, will so, just... so what's the age of those who are nominated? Well, I'll give you the categories okay. if you like. Okay. Um, there are two categories. There's a rural and an urban category. And within those two categories, there are two age groups. So one is up to 30, which is the young inspirational woman of the year. And then 30 and above is the inspirational woman of the year. So there are four awards that are given out each year. Where the- does a rural start? It starts outside the postcodes for urban centres. So, for instance, if you're in... I think we said last year, if you're in Newcastle, there is a postcode for Newcastle, which would be considered urban. And if you're outside of that postcode, then you would be a rural person. Yeah. You're listening to Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart on Triple H 100.1 FM with me this afternoon talking about the Rotary Inspirational Women's Awards. We have Sue Hayward, we have uh, Rayanne Medforth and assisting me, uh, fellow Rotarian uh, Peter um, Peter Crawley. So, Sue, um, the judges. Um, who are the judges on this program? Okay, the judges are usually the district governor's nominee and, sorry, the district governor's elects 
which is the district governors that are coming in the following year and past district governors. Okay, I think we probably better just explain what we mean by district because that's that's rotary language. It is. I want the people out there to know um, either the geography, the number of clubs or something about the boundaries. So rotary is split into various zones around the world. Zones are split into districts. The districts um, look after a certain number of clubs. So north of the harbour, I think you have about 70 two or 73 clubs south of the harbour we have a few less than that um and in as the as the i suppose it's like the ceo of of an organization is um the person who manages that whole district is called the district governor so we do quite in-depth succession planning in rotary three years in advance so we have a district governor we have a district governor elect we have a district governor nominee and those people go through quite a significant program of training so that they can take up their role as district governor in their particular year. Once you finish that, like I will in June the 30th, I become a past district governor. You become a PDG. Yes, I become a feather duster. <laughs> instead of. <laughs> yes. so, so let's move back to the inspiration of women. Tell me about some of the, uh, the marvellous things that uh, pe- uh, get people to be recommended for this. What, what sorts of things do they do? I'm going to let Rayanne talk you a little might bit have more to about on that. On that one. Yes. yes. Um, they have a tendency, for example, last year we had uh, a young woman called um, Angela and she works at the children's hospital. In her spare time, she um, organises uh, food drives for the homeless, collecting clothing for the homeless um, um, and other... Uh, types of activities like that. Where, do, where does she do this? She does this in, she's based out of in Western Sydney. Uh-huh. So she does that around Western Sydney and she's always moving to, looking to see where people need help the most. And she just seems to initiate activities and moves forward. And uh, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whether it's other f- forms of support for those less vulnerable in the community, that's what she's been working on. So she last year was our young uh, inspirational woman. She was doing this on her own, identifying causes and needs oh, causes that and were needs. not being met by conventional agencies. And that's right. And then she would, kind of, for instance, with the collection of the food, she would give them to give the food to, for example, Oz Harvest or one of the other food providers that were helping the homeless. Um, she also does um, St Vincent's um, Night Patrol. And she's, you know, quite a young woman and she's out there, you know, in several evenings doing the night patrol. So at every point... She's seeking to assist those people, those people who are less vulnerable in our community. So she's in her early early twenties. Yes, I think she was twenty five. Twenty five, and uh, yes, so that that was her, for example, the person who won the women's award, who was the person who was over thirty. Her name is Vera, and she is uh, a person. She's a medical doctor, but she also spends time going to the Congo and assisting in the Congo. She's also has spent time assisting on Manus Island and uh, Christmas Island in the refugee camps. And she does this on top of her, her normal job at St George Hospital. So, you know, these people just exemplify the service above self, where we in, in Rotary, we seek to provide service above self. And these two women just are two examples. But when we receive the nominations, when, we, when I read them, it's how do these people fit all these additional things in their lives? They work as well as doing all these other activities and they're just truly inspirational. This is a fascinating story and I want you to tell us a bit more about some of those people in a minute, Rayanne, but uh, we just have to listen to this for a moment. Does it child? This is uh, Rotary Matters on Friday afternoon, Triple H 100.1 FM. It's Ian Stewart here in the seat. 
with my guests in the studio this afternoon, Sue Hayward, uh, Rayanne Medforth, and helping me with the questions, fellow Rotarian Peter Crawley. Um, so um, how is the judging actually carried out? I mean, you get um, your appoint judges, Sue is telling us, or the district governors appoint judges, and then the actual process of what, what, is, what is entailed? The process is there is a nomination form which the nominee or the nominator completes. Um, and there's a section which is up to 500 words and we also accept some uh, supplementary supporting documentation as well. So people are actually judged on the papers. And so you, do, you, you get a, all the applications come in hard copy or uh, electronically and then is there an interview process? No, there's not an interview process. The judgment is done on the actual documentation that's provided. Right. Do, do the people have to agree to be nominated? Uh, no, they don't. And some people um, don't even know they've been nominated. Right. What the process that's undertaken there is that um, the nominator puts them forward and then when if they're selected as one of the finalists as part of the process, they're contacted um, and asked if they want to you know, participate except being a finalist. I mean, most people ju- jump at the chance, um, but often they don't know who's actually nominated them. So they may not find out until the night. Is, is there like an awards dinner or presentation yes. of some sort? We have an awards lunch and the finalists know before that. So the finalists uh, are told probably that, for example, this year, the nominations opened yesterday, the 6th of June, and the nominations close on the 27th of July. And the finalists will be announced on the 22nd of August. Uh, and the lunch is in October. So um, people are actually advised, will be advised on the 22nd of um, August, or they'll probably be advised a little before that because we have to make sure that they can actually attend the lunch. They'll be in the country. Sometimes we have people that are travelling. And um, in that way, they're, they're advised at that point. If they want to continue participating, which they all do, um, then they come along to the lunch and then uh, each category has a winner, for example. And uh, so maybe I should take a step back. If we look at uh, the rural, young rural women, there'll be four finalists in that category. They will all come along to the lunch. At the lunch, one of those four will be deemed to be the winner of that category. And then they will then go into the pool for the overall young inspirational woman. And so where is the, uh, the lunch or the presentation made? This year it's at uh, City Tattersalls Club in the city. Um, I notice you have, um, isn't it the Governor of New South Wales' wife as your patron? Actually, actually now we have the Governor. Oh, the Governor. The Governor. And we only found that out just recently. So that's the Honourable Margaret Beasley, um, AOQC. And she's now agreed to be our vice regal patron oh, that's for good. the awards. So that's very pleasing, seeing she's really only just come into the, the job and um, she's agreed to do that. So. You know, you might be at Government House next year <laughs> for the, for the, uh, for the <laughs> event. We can only try. <laughs> <laughs> what expectations do you have on the winners? Uh, there's no real expectation for them to actually do things. We do ask them, for example, yesterday at our launch, we asked Vera to come along and speak at the launch about what the award had meant for her. Um, how this was the doctor. Yes, yep. what the award meant for her, how she then identified, you know, with Rotary in terms of her ideals of what she was doing and and um, and Rotary itself. So we do like people to when they can to come along to Rotary events and talk about what it's meant for them, how Rotary has, has become part of uh, their lives. Oh, I would assume that many of the winners would use it as a means of promoting their cause. 
Yes, there's an opportunity for them to do that because once they're looking at other things, of course, they can say, well, I've been recognised by Rotary um, as an inspirational woman. Are there any are there any prizes attached to this uh, victory? Uh, and, uh, just trophies. Just trophies. <laughs> just trophies. Okay. Glory, no. glory. There's glory. There's glory. It's the, the very interesting thing about this is that many, many of the people who are actually have their nom- are nominated have never been recognised for anything. And for them just to be recognised and know that someone in their community has put them forward because of the work that they've done is a huge... Um, Honour. Honour for them. And that, that is the really interesting thing. That was one of the really interesting things for me as part of this process is to see how they felt about knowing that someone recognised what they'd done and it's someone in their community who's actually put them forward, who knows what they've been doing. Mm. How do you get publicity out about this program to increase the number of nominations? Well, and we, not only the number of nominations, but the uh, publicity for the winners. That's right. I yes. mean, the stories. I mean, you, t- you told us earlier, deserve much wider recognition. Mm. Um, is there a process for spreading the word? Mm. I'll just mention that Dr Vera Sistanish actually was a speaker at the District 9685 District Conference this year and I think she was very well received. So that's right. you know, that's one way that she publicises the, the awards and also the work that she does. I don't think these women are looking for a lot of glory or publicity. I think they're Yes, but the deeds happy. they're doing are so good. Surely well, those are. deeds need to be uh, lauded. And well, we do press releases. Um, we we hope to get... We're working hard at getting more publicity as much as we can get. Um, obviously, we put them onto our social media pages and so they get some publicity through that can as well. You, can you tell us about some of the nominees uh, for the, the Rural Awards? What, what sorts leave of things do Ray they Ann do? i to do that as chair. Um, one woman that comes to mind from last year, she had lost her son in a swimming pool accident and so she turned that around to, um, canvassing is the wrong word, for um, organising uh, water safety activities, water safety around home pools in particular. But what, And so that's what her, she concentrated on was in her community raising the awareness about what the tragedies that can happen some of the measures that you can put in place for prevention uh, and just promotion generally about caring for young people in particular in water areas. So that was one of the women who I think off the top of my head may have come from Wagga, but I may have that wrong. I may, ha- may have that wrong. Other people are, there's been um, people who've been, uh, one woman from Orange last year, she had done quite similar work to the the young woman I was speaking about in terms of Angela and working with the homeless, gathering food and other activities in, around, in and around Orange and supporting those people in need. Are there any areas that you'd like to see more nominations uh, arise from? I mean, uh, very isolate, women in very isolated communities, for example? Uh, isolated communities and young women. Right. Uh, it tends to be that uh, we, have, we, we do have quite a few young women nominated, but we would love to see more young women nominated. So when you're talking young, you're talking to what are the age groups for the youngest? Uh, between 18 and 30. And the reason you don't go down below that? Uh... At this point, we've stuck, we've stuck to, in Rotary, we have like the young Rotarians, which are called Rotaract, and Rotaract goes from the ages of 18 to 30. So we've looked at kind of putting it within that model at this point. Um, but we've, you know, we have last year we had like a number of uh, nominations. Say, for instance, from surf lifesaving clubs. Like a lot of young people do a lot of great work in surf, surf lifesaving clubs, and there were a number of finalists who came out of that area. We're hoping this year that we'll get uh, people from uh, guides, 
because there's a lot of work that you know the uh, the the guides undertake. So we we're, we're targeting. You talk about trying to find other areas. We're trying to target areas where we can uh, get nom- nominations from those particular areas. Because of course, we while the awards are actually this year being conducted or hosted by the Rotary Club of Sydney Darling Harbour, we seek nominations from right across the state, and we'll be um, sending out probably over the weekend documentation seeking for people to actually um, put their nominations. And this year, we'll, that'll be done through our website. Excellent. So it's um, Rotary Matters here on Triple H one hundred point one FM. Um, we're talking with uh, Rayanne Medforth, Sue Hayward, and Peter Crawley. We'll be back with them in just a uh, in just a moment. Well, you didn't go, did you? Because you're back on uh, Triple H one hundred point one FM. It's Rotary Matters with Ian Stewart, and that, of course, was the group of them singer Van Morrison. We're talking about Rewa, the Rotary Inspirational um, Awards, Women's Awards, I should say. Um, so um, you opened the sorry, Sue. You opened. Uh, for nominations just yesterday. Yes. It closes in... 27th of July. Okay. What would you like the listeners to this program to do? We would like the listeners to think about any women that they know that Mm -hmm. are contributing to their communities in whatever way, could be whatever way they feel is valuable. And we would like them to go to the Rotary Club of Sydney Darling Harbour website and nominate these women for an award. They could contact their local Rotary Club and work through their Rotary Club, but they can also just um, nominate them directly. Or if you can't remember any of that, just Google um, R-I-W-A yes. uh, and it'll take you to uh, articles about it and lead yep. you to the nomination process. Yep. Yes, it will. W- would it be true to say that you're looking for nominations for women who haven't otherwise been recognised? Yes, we have had some high flyers nominated in the past um, and I think that some of them have won but there, there isn't a preclusion of people mm. who have been recognised previously. But the, one of the things that I'd say is that you'll notice that we're well away from International Women's Day and we've done that quite deliberately because there are... that's in March, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. There are a lot of awards and recognition ceremonies for women around that time. And we just felt that our awards might be swamped and lost amongst those others. And possibly some of our women aren't the high flyers that are recognised, you know, in those other awards. So that's why we've, we've sort of kept it at this end of the year. And um, we just want to recognise those women who, who fly under the radar, really. Peter and I being men are asking ourselves, why isn't there a REMA, a Rotary Inspirational Men's Award? Well, what I'd say to you is this, that this is a sort of an almost an affirmative action type um, activity. It's not, it has never been put in those words. But we have 27% of women, generally, 27% of women in Rotary. Most people, when they think of Rotary, think of men and think of older men. And those men get all the recognition for what Rotary does in their own rights. But they don't think of the very few women that are in Rotary and they don't think about the opportunity to get more women involved. And that's what this is all about. That makes a lot of sense. And I wish you well with with those objectives. Thank you. As well as a successful field of applications this year Mm. from which your judges can select winners in the categories that you mentioned, rural, urban, 18 to 30 and 30 plus. Um, Rayanne, any, anybody else spring to mind who's um, won an award in recent years? Yes, yes, a young woman called Solange. And she'd been doing some work with NASA. 
NASA. Yes. And so she... she got, in Australia? <laughs> her qualifications were in the area of aero, aerospace engineering and mathematics. But one of the things that she did was set up a... Uh, a business for one of a better word um, to and she was supporting um, high school students in relation to their STEM subjects so while she was um, a young woman obviously destined to very great thi- very great things her ability to then give back and assist high school students with their studies around you know science maths technology um, and uh, engineering was very, very inspiring. She was so enthusiastic about making sure that she was actually able to assist those people who might be struggling perhaps in those subjects or just to be an example of say, this is what you can do. This is where I'm going now. NASA has taken on board, you know, one of the things that I've been involved. I'm just going to check my notes and and tell you exactly what the the activity that she was doing. Uh, It was called um, Cuba Rider and its students launched their own experiments to the International Space Station, Station and Solange's goal was to promote the interest among students to, from the uh, STEM subjects to actually do that. So just getting them to think outside the square about developing a project that could actually be um, submitted and part of the, uh, the space station activities. So wide range of the type of people that are yeah. actually... Medicine, uh, teaching, social work, yeah. or social ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of the awards. It's not going and recognising a particular stream of people. It's broad ranging and you know, giving everyone that opportunity to be recognised. It must be very difficult for the judges to work out what these different <laughs> grades of inspiration are, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Because there's, you know, once you're inspiring, I mean, yep. what's the next word? That's uh, right. We have this issue with several of our projects. We have uh, other projects in Rotary, which is the Police Officer of the Year Awards. We have the Rotary Emergency Services Community Awards, where we receive nominations for people that are doing excelling in their work. I've been involved in those panels of judges and I can tell you it is extremely difficult to make decisions and um, you try to be really fair and objective, of course, but it's a time-consuming task and it does take a lot of energy and commitment to do it well, you know. When you look at the variety of these awards, you're really saying you want Rotary to be relevant, don't you? Mm -hmm. And you don't want this image of old men to be the... Male, the, pale and stale, are you saying? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. She hurts. Let's, let's go she with hurts. relevant. I <laughs> have to say that um, when Modern. I joined Rotary about 25 years ago, that term was very much still in, in existence because women had not been in Rotary very long at that stage. But I do have to say that um, that's not the case now. Although we... Although we still have some clubs that are modelled on the older style, most clubs are very forward-thinking, they're innovative, they're willing to accept new ideas. Rotary's introduced some flexibility recently over the past couple of years about the way Rotary meetings are held and how frequently they're held. New clubs are being formed as coffee clubs, breakfast clubs on weekends, clubs where you can bring your kids along, all sorts of family-friendly type um, activities and that's where the future of Rotary lies I think not in those old style clubs where 
you had to attend every week and there was no flexibility. So yeah. Sue Hayward speaking um, on behalf of Rotary. Who is uh, Sue is the um, district governor of a very large Rotary district south of the harbour. We're going to come back to Sue in a minute because I want to know a little bit more about... Um, you said you joined 25 years ago. I wonder what your journey has been. We'll come back to that in a minute. So welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM, Rotary Matters, Ian Stewart, my guests in the studio this afternoon, Sue Hayward, Rayanne Medforth, and helping me over the questions is Peter Crawley. Um, Sue, as I mentioned just before the break then, um, joined Rotary 25 years ago. She's now the district governor. Sue, what was your journey? In fact, what attracted you in the first place? And has it always been, have you always been in a club south of the harbour or how did that come about? No, I lived in Adelaide and a client of my husband approached him about joining Rotary. He came and spoke to us and spoke about these high standards and the ethical standards that Rotarians have in their business and their lives, their personal lives. And um, spoke to us about, about Rotary generally and I didn't know much about Rotary at that stage at all. But I certainly was interested and I felt that the principles that he described certainly aligned with my own personal principles in life. And so uh, the situation was that there was a new club being formed because his... This was in Adelaide. In Adelaide. Adelaide his yeah. club did have a, those older men in it who did not want Rotary to include women. So the progressive men in that club decided they would start a new mixed-gender club. So I was appointed as the charter president of that club I served for a term of about eight months and then we were getting ready to hand over to a new president at the time of end of June. And the, mon the, um, the men that sponsored our club said to me, Sue, you know, you really should stay on and do a full year as president because one day you might want to be district governor. Well, we all fell about laughing, you know, thinking here I was a relatively young, inexperienced woman talking about district governor, but 25 years later, here I am as district governor. And, and in, in your district, there are how many clubs, do you say? 60? 60, 61, including Rotaractors, yes. So you're the top person responsible for all of those you activities. You make it sound very clubs. important. The clubs actually um, operate quite independently, but we have an overarching responsibility to assist and, and you convene, clubs. you convene the clubs for a conference each year? Oh, yes. We have an annual conference. We have um, president's meetings. We promote Rotary and their activities um, to all our, our clubs so that they're aware of what's going on. So we're the conduit between Rotary International and the clubs. So is the moral of your earlier story about the club in Adelaide that the older chaps who stayed and uh, wouldn't join in with the progression, that they <laughs> collapsed as a club and no. that was the... No, no I have to say they didn't because I introduced the first woman into ah, their club reformed. who then became a president of their club and they've had several female presidents since then. Oh, so there, we, was a, there is a good end. Yeah, there were some very progressive men in that club, older men, I'm not saying, <laughs> don't get the wrong idea, you don't have to be <laughs> young to be um, progressive, in fact some people are old at about 25 I think, but um, yes, so innovative and progressive and looking to the future and yeah. So Rayanne, when, when did you first get involved in Rotary? Um, I've been a member of Rotary only just over, coming up for three years. Yes. So I'm a very uh, new person. However... Are you a Sydney gal? I'm a Sydney gal, yep. yeah. However, very early on in my days in our club, I was joined in the October and then in the January, 
um, someone took me aside and said, I think you should be the president next year. So within <laughs> a very short period of time, I was the president of our club. And I can say that that was Sue who, ah. <laughs> who was Sue. Arm she twisting. made an extremely good president as well. Wonderful president. This is the club in Darling Harbour? Yes. Yeah, the Darlings. Mm. You're known as the Darlings. We're mm. known as the Darlings. And, mm. and uh, where and when do you meet? We meet on uh, Wednesday morning, the second and the fourth uh, Wednesday morning. We're a breakfast club. At what location? At the Grace Hotel, which is on the corner of York and King Street in so the city. So if, if we've got listeners who are working in the city mm. or, uh, have a, or are able to get to that location mm. on a Wednesday morning, mm. um, they should uh, contact the club, get themselves known, and I'm right in saying that you would happily host them oh, f- for a preliminary meeting at least. We certainly welcome them to come along. And that is indeed how most Rotary Clubs work. That if you've got any interest at all contact the people at the office bearers. They'll uh, extend an invitation and be delighted if you would come along as their guest uh, to a preliminary meeting just to find out a little bit about what's going on and ways that you might become involved. Mm. I have to say Ian that Reba fits very nicely with the Darlings. Our focus is on inner city homelessness and women and children at risk. Right. And, um, for instance, one of our projects is um, to support women who are WAJEC clients, the Women and Girls Emergency Centre. They provide them uh, emergency housing. But we supply those women with scholarships so that they can go to TAFE and get a a qualification and then earn a living and be independent financially. So that's the sort of thing that the Darlings do, as well as other projects, of course. So this afternoon we've been talking about the Inspirational Women's Award. We've learned a little bit about um, what a district is and what a governor of a district does. Uh, We've learned about some of the particular winners of Inspirational Awards. Um, and I do congratulate, and I think, Peter, you share this too. Absolutely. Congratulate you on the program because it's obviously bringing out some wonderful uh, stories of people who deserve greater recognition. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here on Rotary Matters is to mm. arouse interest and hopefully engagement amongst people to war- about the causes, the people, the projects that uh, Rotary supports. So, um, I think the next step is international. International, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, on that note, on that note, I'm going to thank our guests very much indeed for coming in. Pleasure. Um, and um, we wish you success with the program, and thank hope you get lots of entries. And what would be nice, um, Sue and Rayanne, would be maybe once you've judged this year's awards, if you've got one or two of the winners whose arms could be twisted to come on air on a Friday afternoon here in Triple H one hundred point one FM community radio station sure they would um it would be nice to have a chat with them i think mm-hmm. it'd be a fantastic idea pete fantastic. You'd, you'd be on Absolutely. that yeah I'd love it okay so uh, again thank you all very much indeed